This is Queer All Year. Hey y'all, this is Kat. I'm gonna stop reiterating what I say in the beginning because like, I'm just literally repeating myself. Anyway, this is Queer All Year. I'm your host, Kat. I am here, as always, with my bro and sound producer, Mick G. Je pense, je suis. I don't... Je, um... May I jump and down up on your sausages? <laughs> no one under our age is going to get that. You probably don't even get that. It's Everyday French with Pierre Escargot. Go go learn French from Pierre Escargot. I guess. Um, one place that you can't learn French, well, there's probably someone there who can teach you French, but we won't, is on our Facebook page, Queer All Year. Go out there and like that, and we'll keep you updated on stuff McGee posts weird photos just about everywhere so uh more places you can find weird photos that do not teach you how to speak french um is our facebook group queer all year fam so go out there be part of the fam and maybe someone will teach you french so you'll learn how to say may i jump up and down on your sausages um correctly um we are also on Twitter and Instagram at Queer All Year Pod. And um, I don't know, McGee, I think, has a Snapchat. We have something called an amino. Well, I think it's like amino acid. I don't know what it is. Uh, we're not on TikTok. We're not on YouTube. We're not, uh, we're not on Google Plus or whatever that was called. Does that still exist? Um, anyway, one place we are on is Patreon. Uh, so if you'd like to go out and uh, donate to our Patreon, if you think we're worthwhile, um, you can get bloopers at the $1 tier and bonus episodes at the $5 tier. Right now we've got two bonus episodes out there right now. One where I just like literally talk about the history of homosexuality laws in the UK from like um, Edward the Edward the First, I think, up through... I think I get up to the Tudor era, uh, so that's gonna be a two-parter. But I mean, it is just literally me. Like, I looked up very little of it; it was all already in my brain. Um, go listen to that because I think the more people who donate to the Patreon and listen to that episode, the more that information will get sucked out of my brain and into yours, and then I don't have it in my head anymore because I don't need to know about like the exact wording of the buggery act or whatever. Um, and then we also have me rambling on about um, the Downton Abbey movie, which I, th- I think the episode kind of turned out okay, actually. Um, it was, I think it was pretty funny. And I had just, I'd literally just come out of the theater and I was like, I'm going to talk about Thomas. So anyway. Um, oh, you can also subscribe wherever you are on whatever podcatcher can i not say that word we need to come up with a different word whatever podcatcher you use um it would really help if you could give us a five star rating out on apple podcasts um five stars gets us bumped up the rating system and gets more people to see us and more people will be like that is a lot of queer stuff and then we get to educate people because there's a lot of queer stuff in history and that's why we're here um as far as I know, anything under a five doesn't count for some reason. Probably a one counts opposite. Um, but from 
what I hear, only five-star reviews get us bumped up in the ratings or gets Apple to be like, oh, people like them. So uh, if you think we're worth five stars, that would be awesome. Please, if you do rate us, please leave a review with your rating so we can know if we're doing well, if we're doing bad, what you think we're not doing well, um, any kind of thing like that. Because like I've been saying lately, we got a three-star rating with no review, and I don't know what we did. Well, by we, I mean me. I don't know what I did. So, um, that all having been said, let's move on to our stories. First, this isn't a story, really. This is a PSA. Today is National Black HIV AIDS Awareness Day. Um, and there are a lot of different nationalities out there that have, you know, are not considered in black but everybody has their own awareness day i've got them all in my calendar so everyone is going to get your awareness day so i think eventually maybe you'll get sick of me telling you to go get tested for hiv but like i am i don't care if i make you sick of hearing me about telling you to test for hiv because go get tested for hiv if you need to and i will tell you the things that make you need to be tested um so this day, National Black HIV slash AIDS Awareness Day, the first one was in 1999. It was established as a grassroots education effort to raise awareness about HIV and AIDS prevention, care, and treatment in communities of color. Because HIV and AIDS are still wreaking havoc in black communities across the country and the world, um, often because it's not advertised that usually you can get tested for free wherever you are generally you are in with like driving distance or a bus stop or you know uh however you know your friend drives you or whatever distance of somewhere that will test you for free because uh, most most people out there are aware that HIV and AIDS is pretty bad obviously and we're starting to realize that hey we should do stuff to make it stop. So there are places out there that are finally like coming together to do this and they do it for free. Um, and like, <clears throat> it's especially bad, I think, in um, black communities from what I've read because, you know, um, in a lot of places, you know, like the testing isn't advertised or anything like that, well, or not advertised well because these places are like generally you know, run by donations, and so they don't have much of an advertising budget, and there are only so many places you can advertise, and I mean, like, if they even wanted to advertise on a podcast, like, not all people listen to podcasts, and I'm one of those annoying people that's like, oh, hey, I just learned on this podcast today, or whatever, and then everyone tunes out. Um, so, um, and also, like, sex education is pretty much banned in all schools in places like Kansas, and the system is set up so that people of color are forced into life situations where you just don't get, they don't care. Nobody cares about, you know, educating anything in, like, the middle school I went to. There was no education about anything. I'm just saying it was, oh, it, yeah, okay, I'm not going to get into systematic freaking Anyway, so in 2005, a CDC study of U.S. citizens with HIV showed that just under half of all HIV-positive Americans were black. And that is 
horrifying. And that's the most updated data I can find is 2005. So that's how much people care is that the most updated data I can find is in 2005. Now, there are places that will have updated data. And those places are the ones that will be providing these free STD tests and HIV tests and all that kind of thing. Um, so if you want to find those, you can go out to HIV.gov, click on HIV basics, and then learn about HIV testing. And there's a link there that will say HIV testing locations. And you can type in your city or your zip code or whatever, and it will show you places nearby you that provide HIV testing. Like here in Topeka, we have Positive Connections, which is where a lot of my friends work. And I know they do really great um, like counseling programs there, education programs. They go out and give presentations to like you know schools that will let them there, that kind of thing. Um, and at places like Positive Connections, you can get your free HIV testing done in about 15 to 20 minutes, whereas it used to be like they had to take like what a pint of blood and then send it off, and you had to wait like six weeks to find out if you were positive or whatever. And sometimes it can take like six weeks for the signs to show up. So, you know, and then you have to get tested again at that point because it took six weeks or whatever. So 15 to 20 minutes these days, guys, it is, I guess, y'all, it is um, becoming like we're, we're moving into a pretty decent era of, you know, medicine. I'm not going to talk about expenses of medicine, but big things are happening. So. Please reach out to your communities and um, try to make sure that you keep yourself and others safe and that you keep yourself and others informed and go get tested, especially if you um, have multiple partners, um, have unprotected sex, um, if you, I mean, just if you suspect you might or your partner might or if you're with a new partner, you know, both of you go out and, ha I don't know, have a date afterward or something. Just, like, make it just a quick little thing and then go have a good time, you know? So, um, just, that's the that's my thing today. That's my PSA. HIV and AIDS is no joke. Go out, get tested. You can, you can get tested for free, and it's important. So, a first story story is about... Barney's Beanery, and I was n not aware until today that the word beanery existed until my spell check accepted it, so I went out and looked, and a beanery is apparently a cheap restaurant. Um, I highly doubt this one is cheap anymore, as we will see later. Um, I guess it's just kind of like a roadside. It's on, um, was it Route 66 or whatever, you know, that that famous thing that people are going to be like mad that I just said whatever. Um, so anyway, the restaurant was created by John Barney Anthony. He served in the Navy in World War One, and he sold his special chili burgers and onion soup to other soldiers, and they liked it. And he realized like, hey, I could like have a restaurant. So when he came back, he wanted to be a boxing manager, uh, but that didn't work out. So instead, he opened a beanery. And the beanery was for men only, and it was in West Hollywood, and he opened it in 1920. And so one of his patrons, who may or may not be a famous guitarist, Pepe Romero, I'm not sure if it's the same person, 
but I guess they wouldn't quote that person if it weren't someone I was supposed to know. But anyway, so he says, And Barney is the level-headed St. Anthony who packs a generous heart and mind for all who come to this place, whether they be tycoons of the motion picture industry, star actors or writers, or if they be humble extras or the cab driver on the midnight shift. So that, um, so he had a generous heart and mind for all the really famous people and then also people who aren't, but mostly all the famous people. Um, and as the years went on, so he opened it in 1920 and he, uh, owned it and operated it until he died in 1968. So in between 1920 and 1968, the world like exploded, right? All this different, it just, the world completely changed. And, uh, like, so he started being frequented by groups of, like, each era. So, like, in the 50s, he started to get kind of, like, the beginnings of the hippies and these new weird rockers. And he was getting, like, people like Charles Bukowski. And uh, Barney got sick of the, quote, homosexual element that he was starting to attract. Um, you know, like, because he was a male-only restaurant in West Hollywood directly down the street from Hollywood basically so he got he he got all the gays and was like why so naturally in response to that and I'm about to say a word an f word that if you guys don't want to hear it uh plug your ears but in 1958 Barney put up a sign saying faggots stay out and that is spelled wrong just FYI um so he's, yeah, I don't know. He's he's generous to all, except forget to stay out. Um, so the LA Times, the LA Times about it was basically like, <laughs> LOL. So quoting a friend of Barney's, they wrote, Nobody ever paid much attention to it. Barney's always had a regular gay clientele, but it's not a pickup joint. In the old, crazier days, the sign was a joke to a clientele in such advanced stages of social decay that gender seemed an unnecessarily picky distinction. And I don't quite understand what he's trying to say. Like, I I understand that he's trying to defend him, but gender seemed an unnecessarily picky distinction. Is he... Hmm. I don't know if he's complaining about like how everyone was having sex with everyone because it was the 50s. But anyway, so um, moving on from that insanity, um, the Beanery's clientele was kind of bizarre because, like, the biggest patrons were The Doors and specifically Jim Morrison and Janis Joplin. And some contemporary reports say that Jim Morrison of The Doors was bisexual and Janis Joplin definitely was bisexual. So why on earth did they eat there with that sign there? And how did Janis Joplin get in when she's female and it's a it's a men's only beanery she i mean i know she used to say she was ugly but like no she was really really pretty and i love her and like her voice is deep but that doesn't make her even remotely resemble like okay whatever um so anyway um on february 7th which is a saturday the gay liberation front organized a sit-in and picketing in front of the beanery now, the celebrity clientele, as well as the scandal, really only accomplished the beanery getting publicity and bringing in more customers and being really, really famous. Um, so when Barney died in 1968, the new owner was pressured into taking the sign down because it didn't really fit with the times anymore. Um, but up to that point, Barney was still pretty, pretty proud of his sign and 
his beanery and all that. Ugh, I can't believe it's called a beanery. But anyway, it's still open and has expanded to six locations in very prestigious locations around California. So, yep, that's if, you, if you're a horrible intolerant person for a little while and you really dig into it, you can still be big in the world, I guess. I don't know. He's, he's dead. Um, moving on, um, I'm actually not going to yell about South Dakota today because I get to yell at Oklahoma. So, guess what? Here's our special guest. It's effing Anita Bryan again. Girl, call me. Seriously, girl, call me. I dare you. Um, so this Okie grew up in Oklahoma, and that's what we call people from Oklahoma. It's Okies, and I am not sure if that's offensive, but she's an Okie. Um, so either she learned to be intolerable from growing up in Oklahoma, or Oklahoma decided they needed to follow their little claim to fame like a duckling and just be as terrible as she is. So in 1978... The Oklahoma legislature passed Bill 1629, which made it legal for school boards to fire homosexual teachers. One of the bill's sponsors said the bill's purpose was to allow school boards, quote, to fire those who are afflicted with this degenerate problem, people who are mentally deranged in this way, unquote. I don't understand, I mean, how... I feel like to for homosexuality to be, like, a mental derangement, like, I feel like you would have to be running through Central Park just, like, humping everything. Like, derangement is the weirdest word to use for that. I don't know. But basically, the bill made it legal to fire a teacher for being homosexual in public, as that could get back to the students and or parents and, like, uh, make, make them gay, I guess. Um... And it also renders a teacher unfit to teach uh, because the gays is contagious. Yeah. And the bill also asserts that gays are gay while they're teaching, which also makes the kids extra gay. So there's just too much gay in our schools. So we have to fire them. It's okay. So then they had their little golden girl, Anita Bryant, come speak to the house because she's a piece of garbage and they all collectively are a piece of garbage. And they wanted to put all the piece of garbage in the same place. So she said that she was saving the children from homosexual school teachers because they sexually molest children, serve as dangerous role models, and encourage more homosexuality by inducing pupils into looking upon it as an acceptable lifestyle. Is woman, I swear to God. Anyway, she then says, Homosexuals do not have the right to influence our children to choose this way of life. I will lead such a crusade to stop it as this country has not seen before. And, um, hmm, maybe. I could probably counter that with several other crusades. But, I mean, she now she just looks like a pathetic little sad person, so have fun with that crusade. And then she goes on to say the most amazingly contradictory thing, which is, we cannot legislate morality, and then follows that up with an assertion that all Americans want to stop legislating immorality. Um, so... No, I'm not even... I wish I could curse on this podcast. But, um. And somehow on this same date in 1978, basically the exact same bill failed in California. So it was like almost literally the same wording and it was the same concept. And California was like, no dog. And 
Oklahoma was like, that sounds really good. So that is the difference between um, where uh, the whereabouts where we live ish and um, the good places in the country. Yeah. Um, so we're working on making it a good place, except we're going backwards. But, you know, we're not going to count South Dakota as one of us anymore. Um, so and then anyway, it was upheld by the literal Supreme freaking court. And I think I'm going to go into that in whenever it comes around. I think it comes around in June. Um, and I mean, I'm not going to go into it real deep. I'm just going to say like the, the ridiculous things the Supreme Court decided to say about it because it's ridiculous. And they decided that this thing was legal. So Supreme Court. Um, yeah, so that's all. I mean, I like to end with a good rant about Anita Bryant and just, just making fun of her, probably because she's still alive and I'm sure she could sue us for something. Girl, come at me, I swear to God. Um, so if you would like to have a good rant about Anita Bryant with me, um, I definitely would love you to join the Facebook group because I will rant about Anita Bryant and Jerry Falwell and, oh my gosh, so many. Let's have a rant, like a big old, big old rant thread in the group because that sounds like so much fun. So, in order to keep these things from continuing and happening in the future, we need you to get in charge of politics because this is our country owned by us and we just pick these people to represent us and they're not representing us they're doing what whatever they want on their own and it's time for them to realize that they are not supposed to be in power we're supposed to be in power and they're supposed to be our little monkey that we're making dance you know like dance monkey but then the monkey like turns into a gorilla and then just like eats like a museum or something so yeah Take down the gorillas. It's like, I'm going to make a t-shirt that says take down the gorillas. And people are going to be like, what? We're supposed to be saving the gorillas. I'm like, no. It's going to be a garbage gorilla. Let's put a gorilla in a garbage can. Yeah. That's going to be a t-shirt if I can draw it. Anyway, so you are important in taking down the gorillas, the trash gorillas. And you are wonderful person for listening to this and getting through this and wearing my gorilla t-shirts and I